Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. Dad Hayden with Moose Miners Barbecue, 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. We got a doozy planned for you, so I'm glad you've decided to join me live or in podcast fashion, however that happens. However, if you're listening live and you'd always want to contribute to the show and you don't know how to get in touch with me, this is how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, can you believe it? It is another brand new month, and the first Tuesday of each and every month brings a visit from none other than the good doctor of barbecue, Ray Lampy. A lot of things to talk about with Ray, not the least of which is a brand new venture that he just started this past weekend, which was 
Well, not necessarily a new medium for him, that being radio, but he did start co-hosting a brand new radio show somewhere in Florida, I believe, on The Bone. I think it's called a Mega Bone or The Bone or Da Bone. A lot of bones going on down there. So we'll get the proper place to land on the radio dial and then hopefully on the internet. Because if you're like me and you don't live around wherever that show is being broadcast from, it's kind of hard to get if you don't live there. So hopefully there is some type of a recorded audio file of this show so we can go back and review it with the finest of audiophile combs and then tell Ray how he could possibly do his show better. I would never do that. But you might be so inclined. So uh, that's going to be Ray Lampy plus a number of other things to talk about with Ray. So always look forward to our chats the first Tuesday of each and every month. And then we will roll on to the 935 segment. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, the American Royal Barbecue Cook-Off, both the Invitational and the Open, took place this past weekend. Joining me at the 935 segment is the winner of the Invitational side of things, Travis Clark of Clark Crew Barbecue. Huge win this past weekend. Respectable Open finish, by the way, as well. So we'll get the lowdown from Trav on the big win at the Invitational. Talk to him about how the cook went, how the festivities of the whole weekend went. I mean, you look at the Kansas Motor Speedway, and it is just completely lined with barbecue teams and tents and parties and audience members and fans, people walking around and milling about, perhaps even loitering. So we'll get Travis's take on the whole weekend plus the big win. Then we'll move into the second hour. Of course, I don't have to tell you guys what's been going on down in Texas over the last week and a half, going on two weeks now, with Harvey just decimating a tremendous portion of the state, especially out there in the Houston area. And as you well know, if you are a barbecue person here, you know about Operation Barbecue Relief. You know what the idea and how it came about all the way back at a um, a tornado in Joplin, Missouri, that pretty much tore Joplin off the face of the map. And you have an organization of barbecue cookers that said, hey, we can go out and lend a hand. We can be helpful here. Let's do that. And steamroll ahead to where we are present day. Operation Barbecue Relief is widely regarded as one of the best relief organizations out there. It wins awards pretty much every year. And it is doing everything it possibly can to help the people down in the Houston area in Texas, of course. And we will get an update from the CMO and a board member of Operation Barbecue Relief. He's also a pitmaster of Wilbur's Revenge Barbecue and an owner of some famous Dave restaurant franchises, by the way. David Marks will join us. So we'll get the big Houston update and then, of course, We'll be uh, looking ahead to some other things that they are probably planning for. And I'll get into that here in a second. Uh, 10.35, I had mentioned that Travis Clark was the winner of the Invitational side of the American Royal. However, there is an open side. There was a different winner for that, and that is Porky Butts Barbecue and Blaine Hunter will be joining me. Talking about... Now, that's, that's a huge win, both in the sense of the victory and then in the amount of teams that are actually taking place at the Open because you can just show up and have at it. It's one of those rare times where if you're kind of in that neck of the woods or you're just feeling froggy and you want to poke out, 
to the Kansas Motor Speedway, which I don't think it's actually going to be at next year. But you can show up and go right up against the best of the best because you know they're going to be there as well at the Open. I mean, if you're cooking the Invitational, chances are you're going to turn around and do the Open too. You're there. So why not? So a lot of teams just like getting out there and seeing how their stuff stacks up against the guys that are out there on the circuit each and every weekend. So that's what we have in store for you this evening. Is that enough? Let everybody know the show's on first and foremost. Facebook, Outdoor Cooking Channel, Roku, my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. That's where you get the audio stream. So pass it around. Let everybody know the show's on. I started off the show last week. I want to do it the same way again this week. And by mentioning, again, the great organization of Operation Barbecue Relief, and as I'd mentioned just a few minutes before, we'll be getting a full recap of what has been happening there the past week and a half, two weeks. However, while they are still in Texas doing their thing, there is a very real weather event that is running up towards Florida. Perhaps the likes we haven't seen either in a long time or maybe even ever. Irma is a Category 5 hurricane as of this morning. Sustained winds nearing 200 miles an hour. So if you're in that area, please, if you are asked to, leave. Don't hang out. Don't think you can wait it out. Don't risk Mother Nature. She has very good odds on her side when something like this happens at winning at either causing tremendous bodily pain, if not worse than that. There is already a state of emergency declared in the state of Florida, so I can only imagine that plans are in place right now with Operation Barbecue, uh, Operation Barbecue Relief to cover Florida this weekend or after this weekend's events unfold. I believe the worst of it is going to be Saturday, Sunday. From what I've been hearing now, of course, we don't know the final track, but if it's even remotely near the tracks that were being shown, I've just seen one recently in the last few hours that is encompassing the entire state, right from the most southern tip all the way up through the panhandle, the likes of which I have never seen. So if you are down there and you are being encouraged to leave at this point, uh, don't wait. You wait, then you decide to leave, then you're going to have traffic jams, and then you're waiting. And it was too late. You could have left earlier. So don't wait. Don't be tough. Don't be stupid. Leave. Take caution. Get ahead of the game. And don't be lodged up in rush hour traffic with everybody else that's decided at that given point for whatever reason that, yeah, you know, we maybe we better go. Category 5 seems like it's a pretty big deal. We could have won a couple days ago, but... Now is a good time to go. A lot of people have that thought. Don't wait it out. Get ready. Get your stuff. Get going. Get out of there early. Enjoy the drive out. And hopefully something turns it. And you can just return back merely inconvenienced out of time. And that's it. That would be best case scenario. And it doesn't look like that is going to be the best case scenario, unfortunately. But we will keep our fingers crossed. And we'll talk to David Marks about what they might already be in the planning stages for doing out there in Florida, depending on how that thing hits. And hopefully, again, it doesn't. But, geez, you look at the models and you're wondering how it couldn't possibly affect at least a large portion of the state. So please be careful. 
Also, before we get into the first break, uh, kind of a weird segue here, but it is official. I wasn't able to announce it last week because we weren't firmed up, but uh, I can say now that we are totally firmed. I firm. I will be emceeing or doing a live appearance hosting the September 16th Hartville, Ohio Grill Fest. So if you're going to be in Hartville, Ohio on the 16th, there still might be a couple spaces left for uh, cooking. I did the rib contest there last year. There's chicken contest this year. Centralite John Solberg will be making the trip down as well as some others. I will be hosting that event all day. Be there like around 9 o'clock, probably be there until 5 o'clock. So I'll talk to you a little bit more about that in the weeks to come before it arrives. But first, I'll talk to you about Cook Shack. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Morin, the FEC 100, PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill, low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven. For instance, this past weekend, I did another round of jerky with ease. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing quality always at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962 or call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website cookshack.com. Doug Shiding weighing in. Official Texas Embedded Correspondent, Hartville, sweet. You'll have to be better than the announcer for the uh, American, for the Open at the Royal. (laughs) Is that praise, Doug? Is that high praise? Anyway, anything you can make in that cook shack, anything you can make in an oven, you can make in the cook shack. That's number one. And visit the website or give them a call. So easy to use. Oh, love smoked tomatoes, smoked jerky. I'm actually going to do some real barbecue in there at some point. Maybe this weekend coming up. We'll see. I have the luxury of doing it. All right, Ray Lampy, when we come out of the break, stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. The 2017 Grant Program was a raging success this season. So, if you want your event to be considered for 2018... 
Head on over to smokingwithsmithfield.com right now and apply for the 2018 grant program. Applications are being taken until October 25th. Don't miss out. October 25th. Please, if you wanted to get in the last time, don't wait. October 25th. All right. Get ready for this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. That's right. Dr. Barbecue. Dr. Barbecue is in. Ray, always appreciate you making time. How are you, buddy? Right, you there? Hello. There you are. Oh, thought I had you. You there, Ray? Test one, two. Oh, oh, hello. No? You there, Ray? No, he's gone. Hello, Ray. Hello. Florida friends, be smart and safe. Barbecue, peace, and love from Dr. Evil. Sounds like we got him. Ray. Hey, Greg. I don't know. I couldn't get the sound up on my computer. <laughs> Are you iPhone now? Yeah. Flip it, flip it long ways. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. Perfect. You look skinnier? Uh, sure. We'll go with that. No problem. <laughs> so, uh, first and foremost... What have you been hearing about the impending Irma? You know, really, we're hearing the same thing as everybody else. We're just watching it obsessively on the Weather Channel. Um, we don't know. I mean, it, it's going to hit Florida some way or another. If it, you know, we're in Tampa. We're over on the on the West Coast. We're in St. Petersburg, and if it goes up the Miami side, it's not so bad for us. If it comes up the middle, it's kind of bad for us. If it comes up our side, it's real bad for us. So we just don't know, and I don't think they know yet. I mean, it's it's pretty freaky here, I'll tell you that. From a hurricane perspective, is this one of the biggest that have yeah. been coming up the it, pike ever? Yeah, the joke down here is, you know, once it's a Category 3, you start paying attention. This is a Category 5. Yeah. It doesn't get any bigger than that. This is seriously dangerous stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, we joke around about it a lot down here because generally they don't hit us. They don't hit direct they don't uh you know they're not that effective it, whatever happens happens but a category five like this with all that attention and and you know depending on where it hits again it it could hit us direct if it hits you direct it's really a bad thing nobody's taking this one lightly will I was you at Sam's Club this morning and they were sold out of water at like eight o'clock this uh, morning will you be evacuating in advance or like when do you decide to make that call yeah, we're in the process right now. Actually, we're scheduled to fly up to Chicago for the weekend for a wedding and fly home Sunday night. But I'm really concerned about getting home on that flight. So I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, I think we're going to get in the car and drive and maybe we work our way up to Chicago. Maybe we don't. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough because once you leave, it's hard to get back. Sure. The storm will be between you and your house and, and then whatever you know damage has been done. It's hard, but... 
it's also doesn't make sense to stay in a situation like this. So we're probably going. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joining me here talking about uh, real life things, uh, nothing that has to do with barbecue, about staying alive and the storm that is uh, just uh, off the shore now of Florida, ready to hit this weekend, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, Ray, of course, uh, holding the the weather stuff aside, if we possibly can, and, and looking into the future, uh, every time you're on, we like to get the updates about the Dr. Barbecue restaurant. Uh, where are we at with that right now? Uh, well, I sent the letter and the mayor a nasty letter last week and told him that I was tired of telling my friends that everything was going really good because it's not. They're just, <laughs> we're getting, <laughs> it is, it's fine. It's just delays, but the delays have gotten really extreme now. And, and it, you know, they're just, the city's booming down here is really what I think the problem is. And they just don't have enough people to review plans and inspect them and everything. And, and it just takes forever. And I understand that, but we're beyond it being I understand that it was a long time. So I, I really did send him a nasty email the other day and said, dude, I've been really nice about this, but people from all over the country literally ask me every day when the restaurant's opening. Right. I got an email from Q and Brown today over in England. They're coming in November looking forward to going to the restaurant. He, you know, it's not going to be open. Uh, I, the big green egg president was in town. He's like, hey, let's go check out the building. I was like, we can go look at it, but nothing's happened since you were oh. here two months ago. And oh, no. So it's it's just one of them things, man. It, you know, you hope when it's your project that none of that's going to happen, but it, we're in the middle of it now. Is that what, like, the most frustrating thing is? I remember when you had first kind of leaked it out to me, and we were having a discussion, like, well, do we even want to throw out a date? Uh, like, do we not <laughs> even want to? Because I, I would imagine if you didn't throw out a date and start to hype it a little bit, everything would have went way ahead of schedule, and you have been open for two months already, and nobody's going to be there. It always seems like it's one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, we knew we were going to promote it for a long time. We understand that. It's okay. But we didn't know it was going to be this long. Uh, you know, I just, we're over a year. I just talking to, to Artie from Big Green Egg today, having lunch, and he said, yeah, it was. A, he was here last year for Labor Day, and I showed him the building, and we had just closed on it, and, you know, everything was going to happen. So, now, there were, there's been all kinds of different delays. It's not just one, and it's not just the city. Part of it was a delay till the end of the year on because the, the, the seller didn't want to have the money on it last year. And, you know, so there's been a lot of different things. But now it's square on the city just not getting us our permits. And and so it's time to start <laughs> start fussing about that. So, but, but whatever. So, you know, realistically now, I doubt that we'll be open by Christmas. You know, we're, we're trying to... Like you said, you know, we could say a new date every week, and we're just trying to not do that. Yep. It's just the nature. It's a big project, man. It's a nine thousand square foot restaurant. I mean, and it's completely gutted right now. So it's gonna it's gonna be a big project even once we get started. Right. You would. I think we had talked a little bit about the cookers that you brought in, or the JR Oilers, and I think when you start looking at restaurants that have. I don't know if you want to call them uh, traditional or authentic kind of pits uh, in those restaurants. Certainly you have a, a faction that does it, I think, by oven and they use like liquid smoke. But then you have when you get into more authentic people, you have obviously the pellet cookers, which seem to do really well. And then you have those JR Euler styles. What what made you decide that that would be the cooker that was going to house the signature barbecue? Uh, it, it was simply quality of food that we ate because we, we ate in a lot of restaurants i've been to a lot of them over the years and roger and suzanne had as well but the we we've gone to probably 50 restaurants in the last year and a half 
as part of this project. And the best food we ate, period, was cooked on the JNR Oilers. Hmm. And, and with no bias, we didn't know. You know, Eddie's my old friend, and, and I would have liked to have pellet cookers. Uh, the old hickories are as simple as can be, flat out the best food we were eating. Now, maybe it was just that the best cooks were using them. Uh, I don't know, but that really was the decision, that flat out the best food we were eating was coming off them Oilers. One of the other things that I saw here over the last couple of weeks that you were promoting and I was anxious to talk to you about, luckily you have one under your belt from last weekend, is this new terrestrial radio show, uh, Tailgate or something or other out there uh, on, on the bone. Uh, talk yeah. to me about that. Like, How does that get thrown on your lap? Yeah, who knew I'd be on the bone? Yeah, um, right. Jeez, that sounds weird, tail, I guess. Tailgater University. Uh, yeah, it's funny. A guy approached me about it, a guy I had met, and he said, you know, I was thinking about maybe putting some kind of – it originally started as we were going to do like a five-minute segment on Friday where we just did a recipe on one of the stations here in town, a sports talk or something. And yep. It was just a quick radio, you know, tailgate recipe. And it evolved from there into Ian Beckles is a guy. Ian played like 10 years for the Buccaneers, an offensive lineman. Was pretty good, solid journeyman guy. And uh, and then played for a couple other teams around the league. And, and he's been on sports talk radio here for about 10 years. And he's a green egg freak. So we've become friends. And so they were like, what do you think about Ian? And Ian was kind of in between stations. And, and I said, well, I don't know. You know, we can give him a call and ask him if he's interested. He, he's my friend. I, he likes to cook. He likes he certainly knows about sports. So by the time we got with Ian, uh, the station that he was doing his own show on Sundays, they were looking for something else to do with Ian. So they got all excited about it. And uh, so I just kind of got caught up in it. And it was a perfect opportunity. I mean, for me, all I got to do is to say basically talk about food. We'll pick a theme. Like last week, we talked about steaks. We were in this butcher shop marketplace, and we talked about steaks. as just a, a loose theme for the day. And and we had Joe Kahn on. You ever talk to Joe Kahn? No. The, the commissioner of tailgating. He's a real character. Uh, he rides around the country and goes tailgating and calls himself the commissioner. And that's kind of the whole shtick. He's just a good guy that goes out and parties with people. So he, he was our first guest. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've always I've always wanted to do a radio show. It's funny. I never, never went out of my way trying to. But it, from the time I was a kid, it was just something I always thought would be fun. And... Um, opportunity came up and we'll see what happens with it you know i doing local radio every saturday is not really something on my short list because i travel so much but i figured i'd give it a shot we're going to go through 16 weeks and and then if we maybe we can turn it into something bigger you know if we keep it a a national themed kind of a thing we're one of the big radio groups right now and it's possible it could have some legs beyond that but certainly a good time for now right could you imagine that 16 weeks from now you put in the effort here on the Saturday local show. And all of a sudden, Premier Radio Networks comes down the line and offers you a multi-year radio syndicate, countrywide syndicate, 300 different markets. And then the next phone call to you is like, dude, Rampy, what's your problem? I did this thing for 16 weeks, and I'm already nationally syndicated on the radio. I'd be like, what the hell? So, I was trying to not mention that. Oh, right? I see it coming like a uh, Kenworth <laughs> right down the middle of the road. Unbelievable. So, like, I mean, do you enjoy it? I mean, I know you only have one or the belt. Certainly, you're not uncomfortable being on the other, other side of the chair where you're the one being interviewed, you're giving the expert advice, but when you're the one that actually has to be able to put sentences together for the hour 
and thoughts and segments and what are you be saying, Greg? nothing. But I mean, look, <laughs> nobody knows better than me what it's like to have to sound like you have some command of the English language, talk with inflection, keep people's interest because they're just listening to you. They can't see you like most people on this show. They listen to me on podcasts. They don't see the video stuff here. I could kind of right. do without the video, to be honest. But being on the other side of the microphone, how does that catch you? Well, you know, I've always said this about you, and I, it's not just sucking up, but you do yours totally professionally. You know, there's a whole lot of Internet radio stuff like this that is not done professionally. You you treat it that way. Um, and, and I it, I learned from that. But but I'm lucky enough to have Ian Ian Beckles and a full a radio station that has a producer there for us. And uh, the Ian has, in fact, been on uh, doing a radio show for yeah. 10 years. So Ian basically, at this point anyway, we talked about it, we'll do all the in the intros and the outtakes and, and all that stuff. And But I need to evolve, though, from not being. I've been on the radio on Ian's show, you know, 20 times in my life. Sure. And I got to evolve beyond being a guest. Uh, and, and we'll get there. I think I did pretty good. I think I got a ways to go. Um, we also got a girl named Taylee that's a professional volleyball player. And she has a degree from Johnson and Wales, and she's like oh. a six foot tall, hot blonde. Uh, so she's she can talk a little bit too. So it kind of mixes it up. Um, but but Ian is the anchor, the guy that really knows how to do a radio show. Without him, I'd be struggling for sure getting it going because it, it, you know what you do, like you know you probably weren't that good at it in the beginning either. It, it takes all that radio stuff and the timing and try not to repeat yourself. I mean, I know how to be a good guest, like you said. But being a host is not something I've done before. And, but I think I'm pretty good at, at you know, I, I know how to ask questions. I know what kind of questions people might want to think. I'm pretty good at putting the whole story together from doing TV. Um, but the whole radio thing is definitely new to me. But, again, I've got Ian, so I probably will never have to learn that. Where do you find it if you're not local and can tune in? Uh, or if you're not, if you can tune in and you're just not able to catch it for whatever reason, can you get a podcast or a recorded archive? I think there's going to be a recorded archive. I, I'm not from. I haven't found it yet. It hadn't wasn't up the other day. It might have just been because of the holiday weekend. I don't know when it'll get up, but I think it will. Um, but if you can listen on Saturdays, they've got an app. The bone. It's 1025. The bone. I loaded the app the other day and I was just listening. It's real easy. It works real well for listening live. Uh, as far as the recorded one, whenever I find it, I'll put it up. I got to sort that out and figure out how to do that because I, I'm sure that'll be an element of it. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna have recipes every week, and we're gonna we've shot some videos, and we're gonna shoot some more with the recipes, and that stuff will be all up on a website. We'd like to develop some good content on a website. Like I said, we I'm, I I just can't really commit to um, sixteen weeks of just sitting around two hours on a local radio show. But if we can turn it into something bigger, so you know that's the good news is that we need to turn it into something bigger. So the pressure's on us all to do it. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show, as usual, in the first Tuesday segment. Um, let me talk to you about the American Royal that happened this past weekend. Honestly, Ray, I was surprised that there were only 400 or so teams at the Open, in my estimation, kind of a weak showing if you look back at years past when you had 600 teams or whatever it was you know, back in the old days. And I'm assuming, at least in my estimation, this is chalked up to the date being moved up seven weeks earlier than it normally has gone off in years past. Do you think that that caused some uh, down attendance, in your opinion? Well, the, the date is a killer for sure. Uh, but there's been, in the last three or four years, whatever it is, there's been 
two major venue changes, which are huge, and two date changes. You know what I mean? You can only move it around so much. And then Labor Day, I think, was the, the real backbreaker. You know, I, frankly, I was surprised they got 400. I was afraid it might be less than that. Um, I, unfortunately, as a guy who's been going to the American Royal since the early 90s, and I, I, what I saw, and granted, it's just video that you're seeing online, but yeah. it sure didn't seem to have the energy that it did back in the day. And I, I hope they can re-get re that because it, it really concerns me. I, I hate to see it because I love the American Royal. It was the premier cook-off, and maybe it still is, but, but it certainly, you know, they used to max out right around 600, and they were turning them away because they just didn't have room. And and that's not the case anymore. I don't know how much room they have, but uh, I, you know, 400 is that's still a huge contest. But man, it's it's not the same as it was. And and I worry that it'll it'll just go by the wayside or just become another contest. Because I love the American Oil. I've always felt that that was the premier contest. Because uh, you know, Memphis and May. As much as I love Memphis and May and the Houston Livestock Show, not everybody can go there and cook. Well, the American the American Royal, everybody's welcome to cook there. And as far as the invitational end of it, they have room for everybody that wants to come. So it's different than any of the others. To me, the, the if you wanted to be, you know, say you beat everybody, the American Royal was the only place everybody was. Um, and, and also the, the Hall of Fame thing, you know, as much shout out to Melissa and, and Famous Dave and Jeff Staney, man, that's a stellar, yeah, stellar class. Are you even okay with that class? Of course, yeah, there's no. Okay, I, you're I, a little picky about it. I, I'm just, you no, know. No, I was not, I'm not picky about the class, uh, and I was less picky this year than years past because I actually did away with the categories, which I was yeah. very happy to That's see. That's a good move, yeah. yeah. I was happy. I fast Eddie had a lot to do with that. Eddie pushed hard on that, um, and it was the right thing to do, I agree. But anyway, those are those are three stellar candidates. Sure. I really, I love that, uh, you know, two of them working with Smithfield, of course. Smithfield's, you know, doing everything, which I love, and uh, so that it makes me feel good about the future of the Hall of Fame. And of course, famous Dave is famous Dave, and carries with him, you know, <laughs> famous Dave's. So I love that the, you know, you hate to be like that, but the corporate backing is certainly something that's good for for bar barbecue in general, but also the Hall of Fame. You know, the Hall of Fame. I've been worried about it that it was kind of not getting the love that it deserves, and I still am. But I think it had a big weekend. It seemed to get a lot of attention. Those three were all, you know, social media was a big deal for those three. And you know what? You couldn't find three people that deserve to be there more than those three. I, I, I thought that was a, a highlight of what I saw online from the American Royal. I was supposed to go because um, I wanted to go for those guys that were getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. And mm -hmm. and again, I love the American Royal, but I, I stayed home because of the radio show. And see, that's the kind of stuff I'm going to get tired of real fast if we don't really get something going with the radio show. Yeah, the leash of Ray Lampy is now a radio show. Um, yeah. Ray, do you I'm think scheduled to judge the Jack, and I'm thinking uh -oh. I might have to skip that. Yeah, you know, Patch they're going to have to start paying me more than they are right now if I'm going to continue to cancel all that stuff. Patch me in, and I'll be your uh, fill-in co-host for that week. No problem. Um, I'll, I'll tell them that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Um, talk, do you think ever that there will be a brick-and-mortar barbecue Hall of Fame? Yes. Oh, yeah. There will be for sure. Um, I, I don't know when and where. My guess is it will move away from the American Royal. Um, you know, the American Royal, God bless them. It's a, it's a livestock show, man. That's what yeah, they're about. Right. You know, they love the they love the barbecue because it makes a lot of money and it's a lot of fun and it's it's very prestigious. But at the end of the day, those are livestock people. Um, 
I, I don't know really why they got involved with the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Honestly, they 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 approached Mike Tucker about it and and took it all over and really haven't done you know they haven't done much with it. I think it's going to start taking on a life of its own. I knew it would eventually. We kept putting good people in there. Eventually, it was going to get a life of its own, and I think that's about to happen. Um, and, and yeah, someday somehow there will be a brick and mortar barbecue hall of fame. I have no doubt. The first Tuesday of the month finds the good Dr. Ray Lampy visiting us here on the Barbecue Central Show, drbbq.com, his website. If you have a question you'd like us to bally around in an upcoming show, askdrbbq.com is the place to go for that. Ray, always appreciate the time. Please be safe. Do not rush back home, and uh, we'll keep you on our thoughts, man. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. You yeah. got it. Tell, tell David Marks I'll help him when I get yeah, home. I sure will. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. And uh, he's a Paul Florida Kess guy right the there. the Barbecue Central Dealing Show will appear it. via the Smithfield Hotline. He is Yummy. dealing with it as, uh, geez, a whole state. Got a got a big one coming. Maybe the biggest one. We'll see. Let me talk to you about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to become a better outdoor cook. Whether you are in the backyard, like me, a barbecue fanatic, or a competition pro, BPS has something for you. Over the past few years, they have this thing called the West Coast Offense. Maybe you've heard of it. Cornered the market on competitive barbecue and redefined the flavor profile that cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa Smokers has the online exclusive for Simply Marvelous Rub. Stop by their site, pick up some today. They also are the proud owner of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors that remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers on the market today. You're looking for a versatile cooker that's easy to use? Check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offers special packages. Not a fan of pellet cookers? Try the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition barbecue trailer. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what grill you need? You really can't go wrong with any of the grills or smokers featured at BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. Check out their website today to shop their full selection. It's clear, folks, that Big Papa's is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store. You can call them toll-free at 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we're back with the American Royal Invitational winner, Travis Clark, after this. Stick around.
get on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Something medium size, they got you covered there too. Something to take on tailgates because we're in tailgate season now, of course. They got you covered. They can supply you with pellets also to fire those cookers. And don't forget about the pizza inserts. Used it all weekend. Succulent, succulent pie. GreenMountainGrills.com is the place to go. GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, my next guest, the 2015 KCBS Team of the Year. They finished fifth place a year ago, but as we peer into the KCBS standings currently, they're sitting in the number one spot, and they have been for a number of weeks, if not months, in a row now. This past weekend, they too were at the American Royal this past weekend, grabbing a 38th overall in the open, but before the day was over on the first day, they took down what many consider to be the championship to win during the course of the barbecue year, if not just your barbecue career because of the talent pool that's invited. Here to recap the weekend and his current competition season, as time allows, we welcome back the pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Crew, Travis Clark, joining me on the show. Trav, how are you, man? Man, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. So let me ask you right off the rip here, Travis. You've won a lot of grand championships in your time in competition barbecue, which, by the way, hasn't been like decades and decades. Is this the biggest win to date for Clark Crew? It, it is, in my opinion. I mean, it's that's the one when I got into barbecue before I ever did anything is the one I wanted to win. I was going to say, I think I remember might have been a year or two ago when we were talking about how you got into it. You and your wife were just kind of walking around or running into a Johnny Trigg, running into a Rod Gray and saying, hey, this is something yep. that looks pretty cool. Maybe I can get into this. And lo and behold, yep, you're not taking it down. It, it rung in my head from, from the very first day before we were in barbecue. They they told me, they said, I said, so what's going on? They said, well, today's the open. Anybody can cook. And they said, yesterday was the day. Was the day. They said, that's the day. It's champion of champions. And I thought, man. That's the deal. And from that day on, that's the one I've, I've told everybody I always wanted to win. You know, it's, there's a lot of special contests out there, but in my opinion, that's the only one that if you win a contest, you, you get the opportunity to cook in it. And that's no matter what sanctioning body you're in. And I mean, I, that's why it's always been special to me. Travis, is there any way that you can compare a win, a singular win like this to something like a team of the year that you won back in 2015, or are they just two completely different animals? Um, you know, it, to me, it's two different things. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think anybody can win, can win a contest. And I think it's, I think it's a whole lot harder to win team of the year because it takes, it takes literally a, an entire year of dedication to do it. And, and I mean, that, to this day, that's still the most special thing that I've ever done, but but I don't think it matters to a lot of people like it does to the people that that go after it. You know, I, I think you know you're, you know, it, it's crazy how many people will just blow you up and oh my god, you want to roll, you want to roll, and I mean it is awesome. I mean it is awesome, but to me, the year long dedication and putting your heart and soul into it all year long is means more to me but but that could just be me too but to me it does did you get more blow-ups 
over the weekend than you did when you took it down in 2015 for team of the year? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, I'd look down at my phone and I'd have 120 messages, you know, and I'd have 50, 60 text messages. Like, Holy cow. I mean, I don't even know how you keep up with it, you know? And, and I mean, it's, it is very cool. I mean, it, it was a dream of mine. It really, really, really was. Travis, you know, and go ahead to see Blaine do it the second day, man. That was, that was very cool. Also, you know, Travis, uh, you know, this is an invite only competition. All the other teams have been a grand champion in order to get there along with you, of course. And there's always been this debate of which barbecue contest do you want to win or shows the best versus the best. And you kind of just alluded to it a couple minutes ago. And obviously you just freshly won it. It was one that you really wanted to win, but uh, just to, to reestablish, this is the one in your opinion that you really think showcases the event to the best of its ability, that being the best of the best and the winner can say, Hey, I'm top dog this day. You know, you know, I think, uh, I think both days you can say that, you know, and the open's awesome because, you know, they get more things, you know, they get into the Houston, they get into the Jack, you know, automatically, which I never understood why the invite don't be, I mean, you know, you're cooking against the champion of champions, you know, but you know, that's their rules. I don't care. But to me, if I had to pick, you know, I've told Darren and all of them that I said, the invitational is the one I want. I've always wanted it, you know, I mean, that's, that's just me, you know, but. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to win both days. Trust me, I I cook to do it. Travis, let's talk about the cook itself as we do kind of as we start all these reveals as we look back. High level, you know, where did you think that your turn-ins were as it relates to your chance of winning? You know, I I thought my food was really good. And and me and Kim talked in the trailer and and I said, what do you think of it? And she said it was really good. And I said, I said, I think it's good enough to win. You know, we talked about it, and I said, you know, I'm not extremely happy with my ribs. I thought maybe I overcooked them just a tad. I said, you know, that that would be my downfall. My burn-ins the first day, I I don't know. They were good. I didn't like them the best, and, and I had some people cooking with me that weekend, and, and Kim and tried them, and they all just ran and raved over them how great they were. So we ran them, and the whole time I was sitting there thinking, man, I don't think they were perfect. You know, I just didn't think they were. And uh, so I was kind of regretting that, but I mean, they, they scored well. So maybe, maybe I was wrong, you know, but I, overall we had good food, you know, and, you know, we've been cooking so many weeks in a row, Greg. I mean, it's just, you get dialed in like that. I mean, I used to be running around my head cut off thinking, all right, I need to do this and this. And now we've done it so much. We literally stood in the trailer and I don't know how many times I asked her, I said, what am I forgetting? You know, I mean, it just felt like I was, forgetting something that was just going so smooth you know? you know i remember talking to you when we were recapping that 2015 season and you had said on any number of occasions you were doing it this way one weekend and then you were changing kind of a lot on the next contest and then you were changing again for the third time and there was never any consistency as you look back now are you working that same program and not doing those kind of potentially major tweaks from a competition to competition or you still fly by the seat well, you know, I, if I'm still if I still want to try something, I do it at a comp. But I always do the same thing. What I change is if I want to, uh, you know, try something different on ribs, I do it on one rack and I'll run the other three exactly like I always do. Mm-hmm. I ran two points both days this weekend, and I did something a little different on one than I did the other. You know, I'll do that, but I but my, but I'm always still running my tried and true. 
you know, I'm good. But, you know, when you're doing it every single week and you're working every single day, like I'm, it's a seven day a week deal between my job and this, I don't have time to come home and fire up and do a practice cook, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, if I, if I think, Hey, you know, I need to try this or the quals or or Wade or somebody says, Hey, you know, you ought to try this. If I'm going to do it, you know, I'll do it. And I did that on chicken when I was struggling, you know, I'd cook a pan this way and I turn around and cook a pan this way. You know, I got eight here and eight here. You know, I, I'd try it there and see if it, see if I liked it. You know, to me, to, that's the only way I can do it. But, Travis, when you're getting yeah. your profiles down, do you work off of, let's call it lukewarm or cool food? In other words, you know, when the food's right off the cooker, flavors can be one way because the food's hot, right? But when the food cools, yeah. after you put it in the box, it might sit on the table for a little while before the judge ends up eating it. It can end up being a completely different flavor than it is when it's hot. How do you plan yeah. for that? Or are you making your flavor profiles on that being cool food? I, I try it both ways. You know, that's another one of those things. Like I always try my ribs anymore. When you, when you use the same exact knife cutting ribs, you pretty much know by the feel of it, you know, when them ribs are right, you know? So, I mean, I'll, I'll cut them ribs and I've already pretty much know which racks what, you know, I'll try one, I'll taste it, you know, and we'll say, all right, let's hit it with some cayenne. Let's hit it with some finished powder. Let's hit it with this, see what it does. If we like it, okay, then then we'll make it and run it. But I always set back another rib, finish the same way. And, you know, like if Kim's with me, when she gets back or if I run the box and I get back from, from running it, you know, I'll, I'll let it sit there and do it and I'll move on into the next meet and try it, you know, 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. about the time that I think a judge would be trying it. To, to see if my, if my food died, you know, if it didn't have it, if it didn't hold on to the moisture, or it didn't hold that flavor, you know? So, I mean, I try it, I try it and generally spit it out to be honest with you. I mean, I, I chew it. So yeah, it needs this, try it again, you know, whatever, spit it out, but then I'll set one over there aside. 10 minutes later, we'll, we'll give it a try, you know, to what I feel would be the same time a judge would be. As the overalls are being called out, Travis, when RGC is awarded to Hogline at the Invitational, do you think at that point that you guys are in a position for the next call, or how does your mind kind of work with that? Um, honestly, I mean, I, I I knew our chicken was money. We got you know we got that one eighty chicken. Mm-hmm. We was going through the categories, and I remember looking at Kim saying, "I can't believe we're sitting on one call." I mean, I was sitting there. You know, but I'm always that way. But I mean, I was sitting there thinking, there's just no way. I mean, I knew I was dialed in, you know, and it got down to it. And even, even I was kind of thinking it there for a while with, uh, with one, two barbecue sitting there with the first and fourth and they hadn't called him. And when it, you know, and I kept thinking, man, I, you know, I gotta be third and they didn't call me, you know, and they call somebody for second. I'm thinking, you gotta be kidding me. You know, I, I mean, I was just, I was just sitting there thinking, man, you know, I can't do no better than that. And you know, then I honestly thought, uh, I honestly thought Steve probably had it, you know, and when I was joking with Kim, telling her, telling her that we did, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> uh, we were just joking around, but you know, I, I, I was, I was very, very happily surprised, you know, the whole time they was calling us sitting there, I was just thinking in my head, be me, be me, be me. You know, I just, I don't know. It was, it was amazing. The other thing that I think is important to note here, Travis is, you know, Clark Crew wins with a 708 plus. Uh, Reserve is 706 plus, and you win by like two and a half points. But if you scan the scores, the top 11 places are all at 700 points or more. 
Have you ever been in an yeah. event before that has had so many 700 or better scores? Hell, the score that was 20th place is good enough to win on most weekends across the country. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, it was. I mean, uh, that, that was a lot more 700s than I thought there'd be. Uh, going into that, I told Kim there'd be six. Like, there'd be six 700s, and I told her somebody's probably going to score 710. You know, I talked to a lot of judges that came out of there. And the judges that I know that'll talk to you truthfully, you know, they don't, they don't fall into the spiel that that they tell them, Hey, be positive with the cooks. I want to talk to the judges that I know that are going to be straight. Yeah. You know, and I asked them, I said, how was your food? And I talked to some of them that literally came out and told me, uh, you know, 120 contests. That's the best food I've ever ate. Wow. And I was like, shit. When I heard that, I told Kim, I was like, they're going to be, they're going to, somebody's going to score 710. You know? And she's like, you think? And I was like, Oh man. I mean, this guy's judged 120 times the best food he's ever had. And I talked to 10 judges that told me the same thing. And they're like, I'm not kidding you. The food was dead on. It was perfect. It was great. You know, we had, we had one bad entry in brisket and one bad in rib. That's it. The whole day, everything else was amazing. And I'm thinking, holy crap. You know, I told her six, six, seven hundred is what I thought going into awards. Wow. Almost double that. Um, Travis, we're going to be. Well, we are hitting the beginning of September right now, and you guys are atop the points list for KCBS. Not by much, but of course, certainly on the top. And you've been there for a while now. Do you want to commit to run it out here on this show right now, perhaps? Oh, yeah. I'm not quitting. Oh, okay. look yeah, at this guy. I knew it. I knew I could get you to say it. Love it. Um, I mean, it, I mean it, it, I'm, too, I'm too deep in it. You know, I, I had a goal that I shared with only my <laughs> wife at the start of this year. And and we hit that goal, and I'm not going to quit now. Where are you going to be you competing know, it, at next? Where am I cooking at next? Yeah. I'm in Kansas City at my Sam's Club this weekend. Sam's Club, my my local. So, we got a local, and if we move on in two weeks, we have a regional. So, how many? We got to make top six first. How many weeks in a row have you been cooking? If you uh, add in this coming Saturday, you know I don't know. We talked about that, and I think it's like 28. 28 weeks in a row? Yeah. I, I thought oh. there was going to be some kind of Road Warrior Award, but I don't think there is. Yeah, I think it's called uh, Broke. <laughs> yeah. Man, Holy idiot. moly. Wow, 28 weeks in a row. That's a, it, it is an Iron Man uh, on the phone with us right now. It's Travis Clark of the Clark Crew Barbecue, and they are your 2017 American Royal Invitational Champions. But one for the ages, uh, and uh, he said it right here on the Barbecue Central show. He's, you know, he's in it for the long I haul. Think, uh, I think you're going to see. I really believe that uh, you know we maxed out the point system in August, and I I still believe that I, I truly believe Kim's going to max it out also. I really do. We'll be on the lookout, Trav, as so, always. I appreciate the time, and good luck, and uh, congratulations on a huge win, man. That's great. Hey, thank you, Greg. You got it. There he is, Travis Clark. Clark Crew Barbecue Team. Oh, my. 28 weeks in a row. Let me see how the hell I can do this. Hold on. Hold on. For weeks, I must say. Perhaps even months. I've done nothing but belabor the point of how when I shoot to my guest screen, nobody is there. Well, looky here. He made it. Desmond's in. Say hey. What's up, people? Oh, man, you are live. Do you get, Can you hear yourself I, in the oh, headphones yeah. now? You got I'm it? Good. I'm good. Is it too loud? No. We're good. good. All right. 
28 weeks in a row, Desmond, are you ready to get on the barbecue circuit and cook more than half a year straight? Yes. You got to talk into the microphone, pal. I know it's been a couple uh, couple months that you've been in there. Get your sexy face up there on that microphone. Let's have a conversation. 28 weeks in a row. 28? I think we might have uh, a few less wives. Well, you know. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to do a piece of business here. I can't believe you showed up. You're like, look for me around 930. And I'm like, yeah, right. Can't and wait. Here to, I am. Can't wait to cut to the screen on that one. <laughs> Let me uh, get you a vision of where we're at here. Uh, projector. One, two, three, four, four. Uh, oh, there it is. Can you see yourself now? Yes, I can. All right, good. Got it working. All right, yeah. stand by. I'm going to talk to you about the pit barrel cooker. It's one of your favorite cookers, right? That's My, the most favorite I that I use. That and the Lang. You know, that those ribs turned out oh, really good on the Lang so the other good. day. All right, so look, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. We're not going to lie about it. What woods to buy? Who needs the hassle? Temperature control, fire management, blah, blah, blah. But I strongly suggest a pit barrel cooker. The Pit Barrel makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that can do the great traditional barbecue meats, but also can ramp up and tempt to do burgers, chicken wings, hot dogs, you name it. Versatility all thanks to a revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. Result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. Of course, that's consistency. Not only is the Pit Barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. Built to withstand heat thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the Pit Barrel is able to withstand any type of weather. Also extremely portable. Fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs, so it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. We love accessories, right, Desmond? Absolutely. What are you doing over there? Sorry, I had a jello shot. There you go. Uh, Removable ash pants, pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, cut-to-size charcoal chimneys, coffee mugs, beer koozies. They have a full line of accoutrements that will really complete your pit barrel experience. Here's the best part. $299. This thing comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships for free. Not only does the cooker ship for free, but everything they sell ships free to lower 48 because they have so few returns. Don't take my word for it. AmazingRibs.com has given them their highest rating four years in a row. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com, see what everybody's talking about, or call them 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. Yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. It's the Pit Barrel Cooker. All right. We're back to wrap the first hour uh, very quickly. Desmond is in the house. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. I got to figure out. Before I figure that out, let me tell you that this segment of the show is being brought to you by cookingpellets.com, your number one source for wood pellets. So, you can visit cookingpellets.com. 
trying to add a friggin' camera over here. Oh, Lord. Do I have one? No. Just a different background. Uh, visit cookingpellets.com. That's cookingpellets.com for all of your pellet needs. Just trying to add a camera here, Desmond. I mean, how hard could it be? It's working. No, I need to add a camera. Where are they? Damn it. Devices. Yeah, here we go. Video. 922. Boom. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, really? Nah. Yeah. I don't do that. Hold on. Got to do this. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Hold me, Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> you look like my conscience. I know. Right here. Telling me what not to do. Do it! Really? Run away! It's hot. I should have another beer? It's hot. Absolutely. Here. It's hot here. Yeah, I'm sweating. I know. You're sweating. Yeah. Alright. Well, I am I am overweight, so. Uh we're gonna step away and reload for the second hour. I'm going to figure out how I can get a better camera shot of me and Desmond. And you will be here to enjoy the second hour. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Bobby. And this is Jennifer. And we're from Cleveland, Ohio. And you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate two feet for wiener. Oh listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. It's weird like this, right? Not necessarily. I mean, you think it's weird? Uh, I mean, we're just floating in the air. Hold on. But it looks like we're talking to each other. I know. Let's 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 take it down a level. That's better. Better? Yeah, that works. Okay. What do you think? I like it. High five. Hit me. What happened to your hand? Oh wait, it's camera tricks. <laughs> Oh, ooh, ooh. No, <laughs> very creepy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's very creepy. So I'm it's here. It's been a while. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So uh, here's what you need to know. You found the Barbecue Central show. Congratulations. You've done it. And uh, obviously, Desmond is in. Finally, he said, "How many times did you say you were gonna be here, and you just like never were here?" Yep. I do a lot of drinking. So. Well, the good news is. All the times you didn't come, you didn't have to suffer through this incessant, oppressive heat. I don't know. It was pretty hot in there today. 
today, it's not even hot outside. Can I'm you imagine how I'm hot it is? Oh, I'm, whoa, what the hell? Just make my, Off my lap. I'm trying to be a little bit more comparable in size. There we go. <laughs> I'm the host. I got to look bigger. Um, I'm not. Camera tricks, buddy. Camera tricks. Yeah, you're the one pointing the clicker. Yeah. So the thing that I didn't realize when I was building the studio, as you are so keenly aware of at this moment, mm-hmm. is that when it's hot out, it's hot in here because there's no ventilation, except for that stupid window that does nothing. It's barely bringing down some moderately lukewarm air on me, so I'm not in a full-out flop sweat. I think we need to get the Mitsubishi in here. What's a Mitsubishi? The, uh, make it aesthetically so people can see. The, like, wall unit? Like a wall air conditioner? Yeah. You want me to get one of those? Why not? I don't know. It would be loud. I can hear that fan when you're talking. I can hear the no, fan. No, 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 no. It, it's very silent. Yeah. Does it mount in the studio? Yeah, you can mount it against the wall. What? Hell, we can anchor it from the ceiling. We? Dude, you know I'm uh, no handyman. I will. <laughs> you know I'm not. Just point and tell me where you want it yeah. to go. All right. That's probably. <laughs> um. Oh, jeez. What happened? Nothing. I got it. Uh, John Dawson weighing in from last segment. Ramps, huge props to Travis and the crew, but I don't want to do anything for 28 weeks. No, not even that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I can see that laugh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, whatever. Hey, I don't know if you knew it or not, Desmond, but the National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Traverse City, Michigan this past weekend. Oh, really? This was a local event that sends the top six teams to the Madison, Wisconsin regional final. Those teams moving on are... Yes. First... IBQN at the BBQSuperstore.com with a 688.5. Richard Parker and the gang out there. Uh, reserve grand champion or second place to the common folk. Mac Attack Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Third place, Firehouse Smoke. Fourth place, Victory Smokers. Fifth place, Smoke Till You're Broke. Sixth place, Smokin' Hoosiers Barbecue LLC. That might be a restaurant. Now, here's a point of note. I was talking to Travis, as you heard at the end, saying how many plus 700 scores there were at the American Royal Invitational. There was like 11. But I also said that even like the 20th place score would be good enough to win most competitions during the course of a weekend. Point of note, the 20th place team would have won this Traverse City mission. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was the scores were completely outstanding. So, John Dawson, P.S., Dez is the man. It's you getting call-outs from Boise, Idaho. Don't say Boise. They hate that. Boise. Idaho in the building. What's happening? Yeah, there it is. Thanks for the love. So, the next National Pro Barbecue Tour event that will take place is this coming weekend in Kansas City, Missouri. So, we say good luck to everybody competing. Top six, move on. That uh, That's where Travis Clark from Clark Crew is going to be competing this coming weekend, as he had just mentioned. So how about that? Love it. All right, Desmond, what are your thoughts on 
these natural disasters that are happening? Is this a sign that we are at my favorite saying end of days? Are we just on a bit of an unlucky streak? I mean, the one that's shaping up for Florida is going to be unbelievable. Harvey was unbelievable. So if you can get more unbelievable than that, this has to be what's happening south and east of uh, Florida. Well, you know, they're telling people to evacuate from uh, the Keys in in Miami. I saw a track today, Mm -hmm. hours before we went on the show, and man, oh man, I have to tell you, it looked like it was in in engulfing the whole state starting right where Miami would be and just like opened up. But how it looked, I was looking, I was looking at it. it looked bigger than Ohio. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a huge storm. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Wow. It's uh it's an unbelievable situation. So we again want to say uh, first and foremost, uh, be safe first, leave Please follow the directions. Don't worry if about your you home. are told to evacuate, yes. please evacuate. And, and do it early. Like, don't be, as I have said in the first hour, don't be caught in rush hour evacuation traffic. No. If you know you're going to get asked to evacuate. Evacuate yeah. three days prior. Jump the gun. Take a leisurely stroll up way north. Like, don't go two hours up the road. Get out. Because we're going to get that rain on Saturday or like a week from now. Well, we got it the other day. Right. It was part of Harvey. Was it? Yes. Oh, this could be. This no, could this be bad. Is, this is this is some old Hurricane Sandy shit. Yeah. So now, if you're looking to donate and help, uh, both uh, what's happening in Texas still, or uh, obviously what is going to happen, is there any way it's not going to happen? Could there be like a rock in the ocean that just kicks this thing off into a? Completely unanticipated direction, and it doesn't hit, or no? The the way the momentum is is taking shape, there's no stopping that. Hmm. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it doesn't look great. So, so our prayers are out to those people down there. Uh, yeah. Operation yeah. org is a place you want to go and make donations. They're going to show up uh, after the weather event hits to start feeding either people that have been displaced or the first responders, or both. That's what they've been doing down in Texas here for the last almost two weeks. We're going to be talking with David Marks from Operation Barbecue Relief next segment and uh, seeing what's happening down there and then how they might be gearing up here for Florida. Uh, In the instant chat, Desmond, uh, you would know Dave Bosca. Who's Dave Bosca? Let's have a a quiz right here for Desmond Motley in the hot seat. Dave Bosca is the creator of what products? Mm. Let's see. Can I phone a friend? I mean, you are using the music. I'm right here. Well, give it me the answer. Uh, I mean, come on. Really, Greg? Really? You know? Pipper. Answer Pipper. No, no, no. Come on, don't answer. Don't lock that in yet. Okay, I'm not going to lock it in. Um, Eureka. You have an answer? 
Butcher's Barbecue. Final answer? I'm sticking with it. All right. For all the marbles, $750,000 and a luxury Lamborghini. You're right. Butcher's Barbecue. ButcherBBQ.com. Oh, man. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Desmond Motley goes goes home a winner with $750,000 cash and a luxury Lamborghini. From everybody here at Trivia Barbecue, we say adieu. See ya. Right, not really. No. Okay, we're stuck. My yeah, I was gonna say hint your favorite sauce. <laughs> so- I mean, favorite sauce, the grilling no, oil, of course, the honey rub, oil, the mean, honey rub. On. God, Lee, I mean the wild, the wild cherry. Now before I, mean, I get off, uh, before I, yeah, the private, the triple secret, Love triple X shit. blend. Love this. He I wants know. to know, Greg, how about a pizza bet for this weekend's game, OSU versus OU? Do you think Ohio State will beat Oklahoma, Desmond? Yes, or absolutely, no? absolutely. All right, we're absolutely. in on that bet, pizza bet. Well, uh, yeah. Definitely, I'll definitely take my chances with that one. Point of note, Dave Bosca, Desmond and I like our pizza topped with 24 karat gold pepperonis. So it might be a little expensive if you lose. You just tell us what you like and hey, we'll see how it goes. But we're in on that bet. Oh, absolutely. All right. Hey, Desmond, guess what cool product that I like a lot? What's that? The Chops Power Injector System. Oh, really? 2015, 2016. 2017 barbecue tool of the year coming in three awesome sizes of course you know the one that i have it's the half gallon chops power injector designed for competition guys or to pump up the backyard guys like you and me easy to use right clean to fill it pump it away you go if you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do you don't need to fill it all the way up just put in what you need it uses it all it comes with a 14 gauge needle two replacement plastic needle adapters a whole bunch of other stuff 120 bucks, I'm sorry, 100 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the one gallon chops power injector system. Same thing as the half gallon, except holds double the amount. That's why they call it the one gallon. Uh oh. Whole bunch of cool stuff with this one 220 bucks plus you pay the shipping. Then you have the chops full power injector system. Check this out it's electric. It is the commercial and competition big daddy. Not a holding tank this time, Desmond. Not a holding tank. A three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum, it was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He has said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with a whole bunch of cool stuff like the other two. 325 bucks plus you pay shipping. A number of the top pitmasters in the world and across the street from you use the Chops Power Injector System <laughs> when they barbecue. Here's the deal. We live in a foodie world. Absolutely. need flavor in every bite. This is how you can do it and do it fast. And it's not just for meat. Not that I would partake in this anymore, but how about alcohol-infused watermelon? I mean, you might like it. I can't like it. Um, every injector hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. If you want extra accessories, they got them. Here's my suggestion. Head on over to Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com, and check out what they got to offer. It's the Chops Power Injector System, and we are back with David Marks from Operation Barbecue Relief to check in on Texas and take a look ahead at potentially Florida. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Ravioli Show, giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Smithfield. Smithfield has partnered with the Ultimate Names in Grilling. To bring you amazing prizes, all you have to do is get grilling. Just grill, share, and score at smithfieldgetgrilling.com. Now, you might be asking yourself, what could I win? How about $5,000, Polly? Yeah, you could use 5000 bucks, right? Doesn't it? Sure. Absolutely. Hey, my first guest in the second hour, a competitive barbecue pitmaster for Wilbur's Revenge. He's also a owner of Pitmaster LLC, which is a franchisee of Famous Dave's Barbecue, and the CMO and board member for Operation Barbecue Relief. Look, it comes as no news that Hurricane Harvey caused an incredible amount of damage to both property and people alike in Texas. Operation oh, Barbecue Relief has been down in the most heavily affected areas serving meals to the first responders as well as others. And here to give us a briefing on those operations is none other than friend of the show, David Marks. David, how are you, buddy? What's- I'm doing great, man. How's it going over there? Uh, absolutely fabulous here in Cleveland. David, say hello to Desmond Motley, my neighbor. Uh, Desmond, this is David. Desmond, what's happening, man? I almost stopped by and visited you guys yesterday, driving back from the Royal. You you drove past nice. Cleveland? Well, you know... Uh, 90, right? Uh, 70, but I figured I could have gone up and uh, taken a visit, oh so well, I, it was close. All I have to say is you missed quite the barbecue extravaganza here in the backyard Casa de Rempe. We partied I bet, hard. I bet. Oh, it was something else. So, um, all right. Uh, so let's talk about Operation Barbecue Relief, uh, specifically what's happening out there in Texas right now. And if you could give us that high level look at when you see a storm coming obviously we can get into florida here in a second as well but as you saw harvey happening what are what are the pieces that start to get moving before something happens and then after the weather event takes place how do you actually mobilize where do you decide to go and what services are you rendering once you get on site absolutely so uh you know clearly uh Things like tornadoes and those kind of things are really hard to figure out what's going to happen and when it's going to happen, even though the, the weather uh, forecasters are getting better at that. But hurricanes, you know, we really have a good idea what's happening. So uh, about five days out, we started moving resources, smokers. Uh, we started calling some of our uh, vendor partners, specifically like Seaboard and Blue Rhino, uh, and really started moving things uh, where they were safe, but but and accessible for us. Um, obviously, also with the American Royal, we have our Pigapalooza party, which is our biggest fundraiser and of the year. And we actually had to start splitting off people, kind of figuring out who's going to go uh, down to uh, Texas and who's going to stay back and uh, handle the fundraiser. So we had a lot of moving parts uh, kind of leading up. Uh, we started loading up the warehouse on Sunday and uh or saturday and sunday and and then left uh sunday uh for texas 
for the folks out of Kansas City as well as the folks out of like Memphis and Louisiana. So a uh, lot of moving parts, big parts moving. Um, we actually got staged kind of outside of Houston between Austin and Houston. And we're just hanging, waiting for kind of roads to open up and where we can we could go. We were contacted by the mayor's office in Houston and worked directly with the mayor's office and the police department uh, for uh, logistics and, and where they would like us set up and, and how they wanted us to help. Uh, things were pretty interesting as we were sitting outside, you know, this hotel that Stan Hayes had uh, pulled up to literally had no food. Wow. So uh, our, our first deployment within that deployment was during staging where Stan fed like a couple hundred people staying at a hotel with no food. Uh, pr pretty amazing uh, in its own right. Uh, we moved into uh, Houston and started ramping up in uh, meals. I think the first day was about 15,000 meals. Within a couple days, we were serving 45,000 meals, give or take, day? Uh, every day for the last several days. It's wow. been really amazing. Uh, 247,585 meals through tonight. Uh, we, we broke our single day record three times in a row in the number of meals we served. And yesterday, I don't know if anybody saw this on Facebook, but the United States government worked with us and we airlifted food. They gave us police escort to Houston Hobby. We delivered food to a U.S. Customs Chinook helicopter and they airlifted food to Beaumont, Texas. No way. It was awesome. unbelievable. Awesome. So, uh, what what is the? I think we just kind of washed over that with all the cool stuff that you were saying. What's the total number of meals current count? Seven days, two hundred forty-seven thousand five hundred and eighty-five meals. Holy moly! So unbelievable. You know, I I, I was listening to uh, the Rub podcast, and they were talking about Operation Barbecue Relief and some of the things that are going on. And one of the hosts, Jimmy Shatwell, was like, you know, it's not. Uh, cookie and a bag of chips that you're getting. This is like yes, substantial food. What are you serving? We, we're serving uh, pulled pork sandwiches, pork loin sandwiches, uh, you know, quarter chickens. Uh, from a protein standpoint, we're serving turkey, you know, same thing, quarter pound, third pound turkey, uh, two sides and uh, bread. And, and companies like Hostess and uh, companies uh, like uh, – uh, you know, they just they've been shipping in tractor trailer loads of buns, uh, 50,000 buns at a time. I mean, this I haven't been on site. I've seen pictures of the site. Uh, I actually was kind of planning to go to the site, but looks like I'm going to head down to Florida. Um, but I mean, we've got three refrigerated tractor trailers on site, wow. several uh, regular 18 wheelers just fill the food. We have. Thank you, David Knight and, and Ole Hickory. We have 11 ELEDXs on site oh, just wow. cooking round the clock. How many people are physically down there with all the labor and making sure that all these meals are getting turned out? We, we've been knocking that out with a, approximately 100 volunteers every day. That's it? That's it, man. Wow. It's you know, unbelievable. It's been great, and you know, I don't know if, if any of the folks who are listening in and, and, and watch the show have ever been on deployment. Actually, I know several who have, but uh, it is just one of the most uh, heartwarming, uh, hits you in your soul uh, until you've done something for someone that you'll never know, that you'll never have a chance to meet, that'll never have a chance to thank you. You have no idea what it's like to volunteer. And again, um, these are for displaced, for first responders, and because of the devastation that's out there, you're just not able to eat. I mean, it sounds 
like it is third world or just something completely crazy. But when something like this gets into your part of town and wipes you out, the most basic essentials really aren't available anymore. Not available. You know, uh, I was talking to some friends in Florida today, and there's literally fights breaking out over water, bread, and propane in, in, in a state that hasn't even had a disaster yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Um, so do you have an anticipated like pullout time of Texas, or do you just kind of monitor as an ongoing day-by-day, week-by-week basis? So uh, we, we definitely have an anticipated pullout time at this point in time. Uh, the, the mayor and the city has uh, given us uh, uh, our, our wind-down orders. Uh, we'll, we'll have put in two full weeks there, and uh, they mm-hmm. kind of need their municipal parking lot back so they can get back to their new normal. Uh, we've been in a municipal parking lot that they've uh, set aside for us, and uh, uh, we've, got, we've got several more days. Uh, come next week, we, won't, we will no longer be there and we'll fulfilled uh, more than anyone ever anticipated. So let's talk about very bluntly what Operation Barbecue Relief from today looking forward needs from people that either want or are looking to help this organization. Great. It's a great question. Uh, we're going to go blunt, so I'm going to be blunt. The, the simplest of simple is cash. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a tremendous amount of people offering up. You know, I've got a Weber grill. Uh, my wife gave me enough money to get four pork butts. Where can I go? And and I don't mean to say that lightly or jokingly, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is is you know you know when you've got smokers with the capacity to do fifteen hundred pounds of meat at a time, um, we we really need the, the capabilities to load those things and do the most for most people in need. So uh, you know really you know your ten dollar twenty dollar donation. Uh, Really, we can take that from our purchasing power, and when we can put that to a, a better use and a better good, uh, you know, we also know what what we have coming in from companies like Seaboard, from companies like Butterball, uh, from companies uh, that are donating, you know, number ten cans aside. So, so we can fill in the areas that we're light on it. And that is really just from a blunt standpoint, especially where we're at right now, moving from one mega disaster to potentially a second mega disaster. Uh, you know, anybody wants to volunteer their time. We, we, we're definitely going to need some time. Uh, anybody wants to do- volunteer money. We need that money. And the other thing is share our posts on social media, mm-hmm. uh, help us get to uh, as many people as possible. Operation BBQ Relief.org is the place to go. Click on the red donate button and away you go. Very simple to do. We obviously encourage you to do it early and often. And I've heard it's for one dollar, you basically are being able to provide a meal. Is that about right? Uh, th- that's about right. That's it's a touch misleading, but it's about right. When you combine what we're getting in from donations in kind from these massive companies, um, the dollar fills in that gap. Uh, generally, we're fi- we're feeding people for about two dollars and thirty cents, give or take a few cents. Uh, but that dollar uh, fi- that dollar a meal fills in the gap of what we're unable to get donated. So, yes. That's Texas. We have mentioned it a bunch of times already on the show. There is an incredible, I mean, it sounds weird to say that there's an incredible storm that's off the coast of Florida right now after there was one ripping through Texas here a couple weeks ago. This one looks like it could be even worse. Um, It is on track to do an incredible amount of damage. Uh, State of emergency already in Florida. People probably being told to leave. 
already and uh, we're mandatory days and days. evacuations in the keys mandatory yeah, evacuations mandatory. so uh depending on how it hits i mean i've seen tracks that will absolutely boggle the mind here so where are you guys looking at that and planning and, and all that so right now we are staging we have uh eight commercial you know old hickory eledx is uh kind of in the center of the state of florida right now ready for deployment we have companies like blue rhino who you know fuel our smokers and disasters who have already committed to uh, making sure that we have availability to propane uh no matter where we're at uh they're going to make sure we have that uh we i actually got off a executive call this evening where we were kind of staging the products in texas and what we're going to have left over based upon our uh, what we're going to do in meal commitment through the weekend uh, we're going to start moving food towards uh florida not in florida but towards florida while there's still so much uncertainty while i agree with you greg it's going to be pretty ugly yeah so we definitely have a, a lot of resources there and we've been working florida and florida volunteers for a long time uh knowing that they haven't had a great disaster and and literally teed up out there in the middle of the atlantic and the gulf uh just sitting there waiting for for that perfect storm to come and and for like 12 years they haven't had one but it's coming. Uh, we're talking with the chief marketing officer, David Marks, uh, Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, David, not to switch gears too abruptly here, but you were just talking about uh, being out at the Royal this past weekend. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on the weekend itself. And and especially from the open side, I was talking with Ray Lampy first hour, and he was pretty disappointed with the turnout of 400 teams. And we were pontificating that, uh, you know, obviously the date change probably played a big role where you have basically a seven-week advance of that tournament uh, than you're used to and other teams are like, oh, geez, so usually I'm cooking X or Y or Z contest and they feel bad about leaving that to do the Royal because that might hurt a contest and that whole co uh, conversation takes place uh, both internally and amongst other circles that compete. What did you think about the Open itself and, and the teams where usually we're saying, 600 plus teams at an American Royal Open versus, you know, just around 400 or so. So, you know, it definitely had a, a little bit different feel uh, this uh, past weekend. Obviously, you know, uh, I don't even think it's as much the advancement of the few, several weeks uh, as it's just being Memorial Day weekend. You know, so many people have commitments with family that uh, it's just tough to go, uh, you know, and it was hard for me to leave my family back for the weekend. Um, at the end of the day, I will tell you on Friday night, uh, during the Pigapalooza party, which we knew it was going to be light, we, you know, we were still ha had this amazing party and, and we definitely were lighter than we normally were, but we knew it was going to be lighter. We, we scaled back, you know, our, our party is, you know, it's a party with a purpose We're we're raising funds for operation barbecue relief. Uh, I did have to go over to seaboard for a check presentation. So I had to walk across, uh, basically the other side of, uh, the racetrack and it was really kind of eerie to see how lightly attended the whole night was. Uh, I'm not going to make any bones about it. It was definitely weird. Uh, having been there for many years to see, uh, I mean, just usually you're like, you're, you're getting bumped into, you're getting spilt beer on, nobody's really drinking beer. It must be something else, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's really tough, but it was, it was definitely eerily quiet. Let me ask you a quick question related to donations here from uh, Doug Shiding. Um, David, 
when you donate to OBR, are you supposed to get a donation receipt via email? So if that's something you need, uh, you know, reach out to us. Uh, I'll definitely take care of that. There's no problem. If you need a receipt, we generally do not send receipts for less than $250. But uh, if you do need a receipt, it is no problem. Final question. I appreciate the time tonight, David. Uh, Your uh, friend, colleague, uh, business colleague, Dave Anderson, was inducted into this year's Hall of Fame class along with Melissa Cookson and Jeff Staney. Uh, Your thoughts on famous Dave getting inducted? Uh, You know, honestly, you know, as you know, Dave's my barbecue mentor, and uh, I've had uh, the great fortune to have had so many doors open for me by Dave to meet so many people. Um, to have a guy like Dave work with me on, you know, even like I, back in the early days when I was struggling with brisket, you know, I need some help, and he helped me uh, developing barbecue sauces. Uh, personally, you know, I, I cook with Dave on smoked. Uh, I mean, just the opportunities that Dave's afforded me alone from a competitive standpoint, let alone a business standpoint. I, I don't think that there's anyone out there that has ever been more deserving uh, of being in the American Royal and what he's done for barbecue over his 22 years involved in Famous Dave's and even longer than that uh, in, in the barbecue world. I, I think he's one of the most deserving people uh, to ever enter. And there's been a tremendous amount of deserving people. So uh, I, you know, I think everybody's in there deserves it, and and uh, I'm really proud of Dave. I think it's uh, been overdue. From a competition side, David, do you have any plans to be out competing anytime soon, or you got to see how everything rolls out here with the weather? Well, you know, let, let's be honest. Uh, you know, I I had my worst showing at the American Royal uh, I've ever had, so I probably need to do a little bit of licking of my own wounds. Uh, I finished 267th, I think. Prior to that, my worst finish was 54th. Wow. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a little bit bitter. Party of one. Um, <laughs> You know, but uh, honestly, yes, I am uh, definitely going to have to take a break a little bit. I do have the uh, Pennsylvania State Championships in October, and that's the only thing on my schedule the rest of the year right now. David Marks is the Chief Marketing Officer for Operation Barbecue Relief. That's really what we're talking about this evening. Uh, So if you feel the need to help out Operation Barbecue Relief, hit the website, operationbbqrelief.org, and hit the red donate button and go from there. David, can appreciate the time enough that you've given to the show. Uh, Good luck. And if you ever need the show, this show for anything, please feel free to reach out. We're more than happy to help. Thanks everybody. Uh, Appreciate it very much, Greg. You're the man. There he is. David Marks, Operation Barbecue Relief. What do you think about that? I didn't know it existed. You didn't? I did not. Uh, Almost 250,000 meals. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 20 you know I mean, a day you know right. organizations like that they um you know they 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 really they really touch base with a lot of people just uh based on what they really do um to have a hundred volunteers daily you know to feed you know that's a big deal that's huge yeah. you know so i definitely will be donating myself later so all right, so here we go. Uh, we're lining up for the last interview of the evening, which is the American Royal Open winner. That's Blaine Hunter. So we're going to get to him here in just a minute. Uh, but again, if you have uh, any extra cash laying around, and as uh, David said, a lot of people want to bring down a grill or bring down some of their own food that hasn't been cooked just to kind of donate. But 
Uh, to, to be completely blunt, the cash is the best. They have a tremendous amount of buying power because of the partners. So go to operationbbqrelief.org and put in a donation. And they will take that money and in turn serve the people that will need it the most. And uh, with the one coming up, there could be a lot of people needing it, without a doubt. All right, Blaine Hunter coming up next. Uh, let me talk to you quickly. Hey, Desmond. Yo. Who's, who's Dave Bosco? Butcher's Barbecue. Damn right. Grilling season is officially open for business, if you didn't know. as <laughs> Some might say that after yesterday, it's closed for business. Not Absolutely us. not. Not us. Uh, we certainly know that Butcher's carries a great selection of barbecue products. Mm. But their portfolio of grilling products continues to grow by leaps and bounds. You've heard me talk about the grilling oils for a while now, and I really believe these products kind of changing the way people will cook. These items, shelf-stable, don't require refrigeration like a lot of other butters or whatever else you might use requires. These grilling oils, all you need to do, leave them out by the stove, take them out to the grill, use as needed. If you need a butter kick, use butter flavor. If you want chipotle or a steakhouse kick, they have those flavors as well. Here's how I use them. The flavors aren't aggressive. So you can build layers of flavor as you flip. Then when I take the steak or burger, whatever protein off, I just hit it with a little thin line of that grilling oil before putting it on the table. I'm telling you, it is perfection. And again, because they are shelf stable, never out of sight, out of mind. That's the worst. You open a bottle because it's in the cabinet, but then after you open it, little line at the bottom of the jar says refrigerate after opening. Then it goes in the refrigerator. And then guess what? You forget about it because it's out of sight, out of mind. Oh, that's the worst. Not this stuff. just can hang out so you never forget about it. Now, never resting on his laurels, Dave in the Flavor Lab coming up with the newest items. Grilling Addiction Seasoning is out right now. I'm using it on a lot of stuff and loving it. So do the girls. That's always a barometer. Do the girls like? Girls like the Grilling Addiction Seasoning. That's available for sale at ButcherBBQ.com. And, of course, dealers want it. If you own a barbecue and grilling supply store and you don't carry Butcher's lineup, what are you waiting for? Hit up ButcherBBQ.com. Request information on how to become a dealer. Get with them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers are going to reap the rewards by getting these fine products in their hands to try for themselves. These products are extensively tested in both backyards and on the competition trail. You know they're going to deliver the goods. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and check out all the products. You'll be happy that you did. ButcherBBQ.com, Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. Desmond, if I moved away and I never saw you again, would you buy Butcher's Barbecue products? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So good. The Wild Cherry is, the, I mean. That's your favorite. No, that's the wife's favorite. Oh, right. I like, I like the private. Private blend? Absolutely. It's, it, it's just stock. Just, Love. just a wonderful blend, a great medley of you know different spices. All right. Continuing to produce Here we go. incredibly mediocre content Next interview. in Pardon an exceptionally me. professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Desmond Motley is in studio right there. This segment is brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club. 31 cities, 500000 in cash. Eternal bragging rights. If you win the whole thing this weekend, the 2017 Pro Barbecue Tour rolls into Kansas City, Missouri, USA for a local qualifying event. 
to get more information or to check tour dates and results, check out kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Helping me close the show tonight, your current KCBS Team of the Year, currently 12th in the points race for this season. They finished 31st at this weekend's American Royal Invitational. Then turned around the next day, won the American Royal Open Grand Championship. Here to recap an incredibly successful weekend as well as the state of his competition season thus far is the pitmaster of Porky Butts Barbecue, Blaine Hunter, joining me on the show this evening. Blaine, how are you, buddy? Great, sir. How are you? Absolutely fabulous, Brian. Appreciate you making time for the show. Uh, Blaine, meet Desmond, my neighbor, sitting in on the show. Desmond, this is Blaine. He is an American Royal Grand Champion. Give him his just due. Congratulations. You've earned it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Blaine, first off, uh, as I just said, congratulations to you, Eric, the rest of the team on the big wind. And, you know, we'll get into that here in a second. But let's take a quick look back. At the day before at the Invitational, again, great finish, 31 out of 120-plus teams. And when it's all said and done, due to the size of the event the next day, which you are now in go mode for, can you not look at the results that you had at the Invitational and tweak for the Open, or are you literally just cooking the same exact program literally 24 hours later, just hoping for a better result this time around? Yeah, I mean, the first day, uh, we ran, no, I should say the second day, we ran the exact same program as the first, minus, uh, I wasn't as focused the first day. I had a little too much fun. I think uh, Scott Key of Little Pigtown may have got the best of me. He's the worst. And I was, yeah, I was just kind of living in the moment and having some fun, maybe too much. And uh, my results definitely suffered because of it. This is a tough question. This is a tough question to ask. Let me, is it? You want to go on it. This is the American Royal. So you know it's going to be a two-day event. You know you got the Invitational. You know you got the Open. But you want to have a little fun, too. And I kind of ask this question differently to some pitmasters. But has it almost gotten to a point now with the amount of financial investment that you have to make in fees and meets and travel expense and all this other stuff that you really can't even afford anymore to – blow off a little steam without potentially having it affect you negatively in the competition. It never used to be like that. Yeah. You know, I look at it as I got into this to, to have fun and and I got into it as a hobby, regardless of the price, regardless of everything. I still, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to go out there and do it week to week. Um, yeah, it was a, it was an expensive fun day, but I had fun. So you're and cooking that's what it's all about for me. You're just cooking the same exact program, except you're a little bit more, dialed in was the concentration just off or were you missing some marks on the invitational side yeah i mean i I missed a few but i mean it wasn't more the marks it was more you know i was talking to this person and kind of being a little too much of a social butterfly walking around and not paying attention to my cook and i may have missed a couple temps and we were a little sloppy unboxing and i just you know day two i did i got to my program i turned the music on i danced i stayed on my porch I uh, didn't leave my pit, and we were uh, we were dialed in, and it was probably the best cook we've ever had. Is is there a different mindset at all, Blaine, when you and the team go from an invitational mindset to getting into an open situation where the field is so deep, four hundred plus teams, or is it the same no matter what, whether it's five teams or five thousand teams? No, I mean I go with the same mindset every time, like just go and have fun, stay loose. And, you know, pay attention to the cook and, and do what you do. I mean, 
you kind of have a program, you stick to the program, you you should be fine no matter if there's five teams or 5,000. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to cook, you know, the most basic, ordinary, um, boring barbecue, as I call it, um, week in and week out. I mean, it's not the guys trying to wow everybody with that one bite like everyone says. I say it's just go in and, and give them good, consistent, week in and week out good food. You know, there's a lot of, or at least I hear a lot of Darren Worth in that statement, and the competitor in me, and I'm sitting across from, you know, both Desmond and I are not competitive barbecue cooks, so it's it seems inherent to me, being a competitive guy, that you want to stand out, and that it almost seems counterintuitive to be boring or, or, or the best middle-of-the-road barbecue, because the question is, well... How are you able to stand out and rise above 400 other teams that way? Just cook it perfectly, man. Like the guy at the end of the day that cooks it perfectly and doesn't offend anybody will win and week in and week out. I mean, I think Travis and Darren both prove that every single week. So you're probably the two of the most consistent cooks ever. You said that this was probably one of the best cooks you've ever had when it came to turn-ins. Did you also feel like the meat that you were turning in was grand championship quality, or is there really no way to tell between what you think is great and whatever the human element in the 10 is going to think is great? No, I mean, at the end of the cook, I, uh, Eric does all the, the tasting, and he kind of gives me feedback, and he, sometimes he's brutally honest, including on the Invitational Day, told me that it was not that good. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, when we finished, he looked at me and smiled and says, this could be the day. And then he actually just five minutes ago showed me a text on his phone that he sent to his wife saying uh, best cook of the year. Wow. And he sent that two minutes after we dropped brisket off. Does it so, feel... I mean, we, we both felt really good. There's a lot of times when I talk to pitmasters and they say, man, we were ran that last box. We tasted all the food. We're high-fiving up and down. We felt like it was cook of the century and all of a sudden you're middle of the pack or worse, and you just can't figure it out. It's got to be refreshing finally to be on the other side of that coin where you're like, hey, great, awesome cook, best cook ever, and you get to win that grand championship for the American Royal Open. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean hard, like you said, hardly ever did it It, it go as planned. But um, it just, I mean, it was one of those days. I mean, I woke up in the morning, I text my dad, who's, you know, been cooking a long, long time, and he cooked on the Houston Livestock Show. And I actually told him that uh, I have a feeling today, and I, I really thought going into that day we were going to have a good cook and we were going to have a chance to win even before we started turning anything in. It was just I had a feeling, and, and I wanted it bad. We had a laser focus and put our heads down, and we did it. Blaine Hunter joining me from Porky Butts Barbecue talking about the big win at the American Royal Open. Blaine, last week I was talking with Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru, and he mentioned that he had took a 180 in chicken at the Sam's Club Regional in Virginia that weekend, and he did it with legs. So the question is, Blaine, did you see, including yourself, anyone turning in all legs this past weekend at the American Royal? Um, I know a few guys that cook them. I didn't see them personally, and I did not cook them. I went to the traditional size. Um, I have been experimenting with them and been thinking about moving over to it because for years I did uh, breast and thighs, but lately I've been just doing uh, thighs. But I, I think uh, we need to change it up a little bit. So I've been thinking about running legs in the future. So legs doesn't fall into that category of being 
middle of the road because you're, I mean, you, you, it's safe to say the judge is going to be expecting to see thighs. So when they pop the box open, it might be a little eyeball popping to them to see a basket full of legs and it would be thighs, which is probably what they're expecting. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, there's not that much difference. It's not what you're throwing some big, bold, herb, herbaceous flavors on them or a ton of spice or a ton of sweet. It's just a, a leg to thigh. You know, it's basically connected before we dis- disjoint it anyways. That's right. I mean, I think it's just something different. Not earth-shattering by any means, but I think if you cook legs perfectly, you'll score just as well as you will with thighs. It seems stupid to ask, Blaine, but that's why they pay me the big bucks. Does this win currently rank first above and beyond any other grand championship to date? Yeah. I mean, I'd say my first one was pretty pretty moving, but this is so far beyond because it means so much more to me and my family. And, and with the opportunity to go compete at the Houston Livestock Show with my dad and my brothers and, you know, my good friend Eric and a lot of my good friends are planning on going. It's going to mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the biggest moment of my life so far besides getting married and having kids. So when you guys so, are announced as grand champion, you know, as you get to, like, reserve, maybe it's a little easier to keep track of calls when it's 25 or 30 or 40 teams, but when you get into the, you know, 400 or 500 type styles, it might be a little bit more difficult. Are you able to kind of keep track and have a sense of where you might be as they're going to start to call grand champion or no way? Yeah, I mean, we felt pretty good about it because we, we knew Jerry had three calls, I think, or two calls, and he's always solid, finishing third the day before. And and we knew, you know, he was always shaking big. He had a 180 in pork. And mm-hmm. We were kind of counting it down, and we knew chicken was, we thought was our best category, and that was the only thing we didn't get a call in. And with the two 180s in pork and brisket, mm-hmm. we felt pretty confident that we were going to be in the top five. And when they called the first four, I was pretty certain that was going to be us, but I mean, it was still one of those moments when you hear your name that it was hard to hold back some emotion. What's it like to be wearing the crown on the throne, having the big trophy and the cape and a robe or whatever they call it, and sitting there kind of in front of your peers and kind of getting that love back from them? Because I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say when you talk to pitmasters about other pitmasters, you're kind of one of those guys they bring up as being one of the good guys and great got to talk to helpful with the information, not kind of a, you know, shut away and get away from me, but uh, it's got to be nice to kind of get that affection back from them in that setting, especially. I I can tell you when, uh, when they got down to reserve and they were, they were getting ready to, we thought call our name and I saw Darren and Sherry kind of running towards the stage and pointing at me. And then I saw my big group of, uh, text buddies moving towards the stage and then I see Sterling Ball moving towards the stage and as they call my name they all just greet me with big hugs and it was um, and then you get up on stage and you look down and see those you know Tuffy Stone and and Travis Clark and guys like that just showing emotion and clapping and cheering it's a it's a feeling that you know these people you looked up to and you think are the greatest and now they're cheering you on it it's a feeling like you wouldn't believe Blaine Hunter joining me here on the show, recapping the big win at the American Royal this past weekend. Blaine, are you going to be doing World Food Championships this year? You know, I'm not signed up for it at the time. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out if it's if it's still open. But I, I have no plans right now. I mean, I've been taking it week to week. I'm not on a big mission to compete every week. We're off this week. We've been trying to do every other week. 
So at this point, the only thing I really have planned is my regional for Sands, and then hopefully we can make it to the nationals. But I really don't have anything else planned for the year other than comp here and there. He is your 2017 American Royal Open Grand Champ out of 400 plus teams. Desmond, can you believe it? It's a lot of teams, right? Yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing every time I hear it. Desmond is speechless. He, rarely is he at a loss for words, but he can hardly speak about 400 teams. So we're competing against each other in the backyard every other weekend. I win every time, of course. But uh, to, to be up against 399 other uh, great cooks, that's something else. So quite an accomplishment. Uh, Blaine, I really appreciate the time tonight. Uh, thanks so much for doing it. Congratulations again. Thanks, sir. You got it. Blaine Hunter right there. Grand 400 teams. Do I have you on mute? You might you might not be no, back we're on good. the show. Put your mouth up on it's a show, bro. I was talking and you had me mute. You I had not me muted. Have you muted. First and foremost, you insulted me by saying you win every time and I couldn't even speak to defend myself. That's right. <laughs> Great job. I did it. Thank you. <laughs> Guess what? I win every time. Oh, hey. uh, oh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it's not like it. I mean, I guess every weekend. It's not a competition, though. Wait, I do. Oh, sorry. Can I have my mic back? Yeah. Thank sorry. you. No, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Hey, are we're in the what, sharing? What's going on with uh, the sixteenth? Are we doing Hartville? Well, you know what's happening with the sixteenth. I announced it at the top of the show. Big fan, I see. <gasps> Big fan. Okay. Hey, the kids were getting we baths. I'm sorry. A barbecue central show exclusive news update. Uh, Greg Rampey reporting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network breaking news desk here in the basement. Desmond, I'm hosting that. Hello. I understand that. I've seen that by the post. I was just yeah, saying. Man. We, I'm working. No, I wanted to know if I was coming. I don't know. Are you coming? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be there all day. I'm happy to see you. That's fine. I'm not competing, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. I'm going to be like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming to the main stage, it's Chef So-and-so. Yep. <sighs> all right, Chef So-and-so, tell us what you're doing with that spatchcock chicken. <laughs> I didn't say anything offensive, ladies and gentlemen. I said spatchcock. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap it up here in just one second. I'm going to talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. That's right, the longest-running sponsor of this here show. Folks, if you're looking to turn up the heat on your barbecue skills this summer, you're going to need to head over and get the most advanced ceramic cooker and high-tech barbecue accessory to hit the market, maybe ever. We're talking about the all-new Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition and CyberQ Cloud Controller. Just launched a few weeks ago by the Barbecue Guru, the world's first temperature-controlled ceramic smoker-slash-grill with a built-in power draft fan it's going to give you the easiest most successful barbecue experience ever these must have new products will make barbecuing easier than ever before and you will be your new secret weapon for cooking delicious food each and every time ready to buy of course head on over to bbqguru.com and grab them up while they last if you have any questions about what to order please call don't guess 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit 
the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Desmond, here's the deal. You know the, the ceramic cookers, like the big green egg? Yeah. The, yeah. So Monolith is its own brand. And at the... Uh, so if this is... We're looking down into it. Over here at the bottom, there's a port, and there's a 10 CFM fan built mm-hmm. into it. All you have to do is get a Barbecue Guru controller, hook it right into there. Everything else is already built in. You don't have to worry about, like, jimmying all this stuff together. Because, you know, I could never do that. Yeah. It would just have gaps and terrible airflow. Now, Monolith has it all taken care of. When the CyberQ cloud, you can share your cook. You can post your cook live to Facebook so people can track your temperature and how it's going. Believe it or not. Mm. How about that? Again, it's uh, bbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU. And Desmond and I will be back to wrap up the show here in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Thanks again to Blaine Hunter for joining me last segment, talking about the big win at the American Royal Open. That's amazing. 400 teams. 400. Let me tell you what the best thing he said all interview was. I got loaded and <laughs> screwed up my invitation inside. <laughs> I had to dial back in. And when he dialed in, guess what? He won. Won it. What's up, Bob? More than three times more. So, more than three times more teams. Now, the devil's advocate would say you win the Invitational, you know, you have to be invited to go there. You have to win a grand championship at some point in order to to get there during that year. So, But I think that's a testament to say, hey, I got a little loose, reined myself back in, laser focus. Get a little kick in the ass. Now we win. American Royal Open winner. And that's... In the instant chat, Desmond. I'm listening. Yes. yes. John Solberg says you can roll with him at Hartville. He's going to be there competing in the chicken category. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. I'll make the introduction. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Can I still enter? I don't know. You have to go online. You're supp- if you're judging, you should, you should know I'm not judging. Things. I'm hosting. Oh, host. I'm hosting. Okay, Steve Harvey. Remember. Right, can I get in? <laughs> I'm your man, Greg Rampy. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just I just have to provide the segues into different portions. I think. I just feel like I need to get involved. A I haven't more. had a full email dissertation on where the expectation is. I did ask for that. Okay. But hey, I would really love to know. I don't want to just come shout out of a cannon and do my own thing, because you know, they told me what happened to the last host. <laughs> Last year, she got a little loose with the language, if you know what I mean. Not good for a lady. No. Absolutely Well, not, not. good down there, I guess. Uh. That's very, you know, Hartville's a little bit more conservative. Absolutely. This and that. So uh. they're like, hey, I'm like, when I'm on professional, I don't swear. So don't worry about F-bombs or S-bombs or MFers or anything. Mm. Desmond. Yo. 
Update. Hartville? Closed. Son of a... Nah. Can't yeah. do it. Sorry. You can stand off in the corner and be my security. Hey, 64285. I, whatever you need. Yeah, I'll be the guy going like this. Help me. Forty-three, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's work out of here. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Doctor Barbecue Ray Lampy, who now has his own real radio show in Tampa on the Bone. Yeah, uh, in Tampa, huh? Hey, Desmond. Yo, he's on the Bone <laughs> in Tampa. In Tampa. 9.35, we had Travis Clark from Clark Crew Barbecue winning the American Royal Invitational, doing the recap there. Then we talked with David Marks, of course, talking about Operation Barbecue Relief, OperationBBQRelief.org. Please Get go involved, donate. please. Go donate. Please. And money-wise, do the donating of the money. And then we talked with Blaine Hunter from Porky Butts Barbecue winning the open side of the American Royal this past weekend as well. So, Desmond, thank you for showing up. This week, fabulous to have you. I think we, I think we rekindled the magic. I got to do this more often. I really wish I would have believed that you would have come. I would have left a little bit more time. But well, I got to stop. I got to stop going to sleep so early. It's no, the kids. I had no reason to. believe I'm on vacation this week. Vacation. Hence. Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big show planned for next week, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Take care.